Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 160 of the Property Magic Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be looking at the question, have high energy costs killed HMOs? Now, the reason we're asking this, a number of people have been talking to me about this recently, saying, oh, well, HMOs don't work anymore because if you're paying the bills and you've got these high energy costs, energy costs have doubled and that's going to wipe out all your profits. Now, energy costs have doubled in many cases, but actually that statement isn't quite correct. So I think it's really important for us to understand this and make sure you're not overlooking what is probably one of the best strategies to be using in the market right now. Given that we're in recession and HMOs provide affordable accommodation for people to live in, but they're also very, very profitable for you when done in the right way. Now, there are different types of tenants in HMOs, as I'm sure you know if you've listened to this podcast before. First of all, we have students. Secondly, we have young professionals, people who've been to university. They're now working as a engineer, a teacher, a doctor, whatever it might be. We have people who are just working people in a job, in a factory, in an office, in a shop. Then we have people who are on benefits. So four different types of tenants. And interestingly, only two of those groups are where you would normally pay for the bills. You see, when you have students, they often come as a group and they often pay their own bills. And if you're renting to LHA tenants, a lot of my students rent to charities on a rent-to-rent basis and the charity does a full insuring repairing lease. So the charity pays the bills. So in reality, only in HMOs, we have young professionals or working people, do we normally pay the bills. Now, also, it depends on how much income you're making on your property, if these higher energy bills are a problem or not. Again, there are different sizes of HMOs. So a minimo might be an HMO for three or maybe four people. Now, those work on cheaper properties where the mortgages are lower. And actually, if the energy costs have doubled, it will cut into your cash flow because a cash flow on a minimo might be about £500 profit per month. A standard HMO, maybe a good five bed, should make at least £1,000 profit per month. A large HMO, seven, eight rooms, should make more like £2,000 profit per month after all the costs. And then a mega HMO, 10 or more rooms, should make you between three and £5,000 profit per month. So if you're doing the larger properties, even if the energy costs have doubled, it doesn't actually make that much difference. But let's dig into the numbers and really understand this better. So when working out the cost of an HMO and does an HMO stack up and make money, there are two things we generally consider. First of all, we look at the cost of the mortgage. And for years and years, and if you listen to the podcast, you'll know this, I teach my students to use 6% to make sure your deals stack up at 6%. Now, of course, you could get mortgages for less than 6%, but we expected rates to come up as they have. So if you stack it up at 6%, you're probably going to make more than that in reality. Also, for the bills, which is the other major cost in an HMO, we used to estimate £100 per room per month. So a five-bed HMO, we'd say the bills would be about £500. Six-bed HMO, £600. And this holds very well for those size of HMOs. Now, a smaller HMO, a three-bed HMO, 
it doesn't really work so well. The bills would be more than £300. And a bigger HMO with 10 people, well, the bills probably wouldn't be as much as £1,000. So the £100 per room per month works very well for five and six bed properties. Now, in that £100, in a five bed property, £500 per month, that's made up of the costs such as the insurance, the TV license, the broadband internet, the water costs and the gas and electric charges as well. Now, in that £100, maybe 60 or 50% of that might be the gas and the electric costs. So if the gas and the electric costs have doubled in your HMOs, which is a possibility, then the cost per room, instead of being £100 per month, might be more like £150 per month. So that's what we're telling all of my students to use in their calculations when they're working out if a property stacks up or not. So a six-bed HMO, instead of costing you maybe £600 a month, might cost you maybe £900 a month. Now, that is quite a big increase. And if, if you have an extra 300 coming out of your cash flow, that's quite noticeable. But the other thing you need to consider is because we've got such high inflation, we've actually increased the amount of rent that we charge all of our tenants. Inflation is at 10% plus. We've recently gone back to all of my HMO tenants and said, look, guys, we have to increase the rent. We've kept it pretty stable for many years. As you know, energy costs have gone up. Inflation's over 10%. So we've positioned a 9% increase in rent, which actually pretty much all of our tenants have been fine with. They kind of expected it. And they know actually if they moved elsewhere, other landlords are doing the same thing. So if you have a property that's bringing in maybe an average of £500 per room, and you're increasing that by 9 or 10%, that's another 45 or £50 per room per month. So in fact, the increase that we're putting on the rent actually covers the increased energy costs. So we're not making any more, we're not making any less. In fact, it's pretty status quo. The extra energy costs have been covered by raising the rent, which happens naturally because of the high inflation. So that's worked really, really well. Now, the other thing we want to think about with HMOs, the big cost is obviously mortgages. Mortgage rates are going up a lot. In fact, right now, as I record this, I spoke to my broker last week and he was saying that many single let properties are just not stacking up because the mortgage companies are using very high rent multipliers. However, this is not a problem with HMOs because they have such a high cash flow. So right now, it's actually difficult to get mortgages for single lets, but HMOs is fine. And actually, many people think, oh, I've got to have lots of experience to be an HMO landlord. Some lenders will require that, but there are some lenders who will lend to a brand new property company with no property experience. They'll lend up to a six-bed HMO. So again, it's about having the correct information and not making assumptions or listening to people who don't really know what they're talking about might put you off doing one of the very best strategies. A caveat here that I mentioned uh, I think on my last podcast when I was talking about recession-proof strategies is that when I'm talking about HMOs, I'm not talking about average HMOs. I believe you should have high-end HMOs, co-living, which is great facilities. They look fantastic. People are prepared to pay a higher rent, which also protects you against interest rate rises and also energy costs. And typically, you should get 20 to 30% more rental income 
on average than a standard plain magnolia wall HMO. And there are lots of HMOs that are very plain and standard. There's probably an oversupply in most places. So with that in mind, you want a high-end property so you don't have to compete on price, you're competing on quality. And there won't be as many people providing as good accommodation as you do. And that's why high-end HMOs generally fill up very quickly and you can minimize the, to the, the void periods. And people like to stay in these properties for a long time because they're kind of buying into this community feel. And certainly after COVID, where many people were living on their own in apartments, they felt very isolated. A lot of people don't want that to happen again. So they're moving into shared living. So I really do believe that HMOs are an incredible strategy. They are seen as a more advanced strategy. And if you're doing single lets, you should definitely think about coming up into HMOs to get a lot more cash flow coming in. And if you're new to property, I hear a lot of people say, oh, you should get a single let first and then work your way up to an HMO. And whilst I understand the logic there, I also think, well, why would you tie your money up in single lets when as long as you have the right knowledge, you can go straight to HMOs. And that's what I recommend my students to do. Now, I actually have some free online training all about HMOs. If you want to learn more, I recommend you come and check this out. The web address you need is www.hmocourse.com dot co dot uk www.hmocourse.co.uk the link's going to be in the show notes as well come and register for that and you can ask me questions because there's going to be live training that you have all about hmos until next time remember to always invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast to get this week's show notes please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.